The Chiefs flags were flying as they sat down in Las Vegas for Super Bowl week. They are ready, and so are we here on Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, fans. It is Super Bowl week. We are kicking it off. Welcome to your Kansas City Chiefs against the San Francisco 49ers. We're going to have it all for you this week, starting today. We're brought to you today by FanDuel. Make sure that you make every moment more. Right now, new customers are getting $200 back in bonus bets. If your first $5 bet wins, go get it. It's at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. We have a great show for you here on the LockedOn Podcast Network. Your team every day on every platform everywhere, starting live here on YouTube late on Sunday night and getting to every audio spot that you could conceive of, starting on Spotify and Apple, but you can get us anywhere. Like, sub, hit the bell, and get subbed on the audio channels as well. We appreciate you, Everydayers. Thank you for making us not just your everyday occurrence, but for making us your first listen. Check out another Lockdown Show for your next listen across the network. We have a ton and even more information on our text line at 816-357-8781. You can get signed up over there. This is what it comes down to. There's a lot of things to cover this week as the Chiefs get ready to try to go back-to-back in Super Bowl championships. There's a jet coming into town right now. Uh, And just like a fast car, Chris and I are going to lay it out for you just like Tracy and Luke Combs did at the Grammys tonight. Everything you need to know from Chiefs Corner where he runs down all the quarterback analytics, the statistics that you need to know, the cap, all of the stuff. Over at Chiefs Corner, check out Chris there. I'm Ryan Tracy from RGR Football, from NFL 33, where all my draft content and my team, we work down not just the analytics, the athleticism from the Athletic Matrix at Rogue Analytics, as well as our draft grades, all the film, all broken down in one place at NFL 33. Check that out as well. We have a ton to cover, and happily, a little bit of good news. We're going to go through the tail of the tape. Which unit is better on each roster Coming up later in the show, the Chiefs do get a weapon back right off the bat. But number one is that it is go time as of right now. If you're on the ground in Las Vegas, I'm sure you're having a good time, but so are the rest of us. It is time to get going. The Chiefs made plans. They worked through some simulated practices. They worked through a number of injuries. We're going to go through some of that coming up later in the show, but they got it done. They're on the ground. They landed today. The Chiefs flag was flying out the cockpit window, which I always enjoy for some reason. <laughs> but they're there, and they're ready, and it's going to be a full week of preparation. Yes, there's going to be a 1,000 distractions. Media night is Monday night and everything else. But they're there, and they're prepped, and they're ready to go. The game plan is in. Now it's about tweaking and execution. I know I'm excited about it. How do they stay focused, and what do you think is the biggest thing that they have to put, first and foremost, right now? You know, the best thing I think that you have to be looking at with the Kansas City Chiefs is they have so much more experience in the Super Bowl than the 49ers do. I think the 49ers have four players playing in this game, and one of those is Shavarius Ward. <laughs> and he won it in Kansas City against those 49ers. Uh, I think Kansas City has something like 44 Super Bowl rings or 44 players with Super Bowl rings in this game. Uh, that is absolutely ridiculous. They have a ton of experience. A lot of these guys have been there. They know exactly what it's going to be about. You have the young guys that don't. You have the guys that don't have any idea, like, you know, a guy like Rashi Rice and, uh, you know, Chamari Connor and, and those types of guys. But you still have guys, Felix and DK Uzama, who will have a big place in this game, I think. Uh, none of those guys were there last year. 
but the rest of the team and the core of the team is there. They can give them an idea of what to expect. It is going to be a huge distraction this week, but it is Super Bowl week. We are finally here. And it, at this point, I, I think you have to be excited about what the Chiefs are going to be able to show on on camera on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. And this goes into the preparation phase. And for me, when you take a look at both of these, these teams, yes, there's some sensation on both of them. There's some changes going on on both of them. Yep. But for me, it's about the depth. And you hit it off the head that there are a lot of players that not only have rings but have exposure. There are some players on this team that go back to the last time these two met in a Super Bowl. And that's kudos to the way this team has been built. It's not just Patrick and Travis Kelsey. It's not just a sophomore class of defensive backs that have come together to be a complete group in that back half. And it's not just the stars like Chris Jones, like Nick Bolton. It comes together is that those guys were younger. They were backups previously. They've grown into their roles. Some guys are brand new. Uh, Charles Manning, he won't play in the Super Bowl, unfortunately, but brand new and has contributed a lot. Drew Tranquil has contributed a lot. He will likely be back next season as well. It's all that depth that continues to roll forward and builds this roster into what it is now and what it's going to be next year, too. Yeah, and you got a guy like Mike Edwards who didn't play with the Chiefs the last time that they were in the Super Bowl, but he has been <laughs> in the Super Bowl. So he has experience of that game. He knows what that's going to be like. And yeah, he was on the other side with Tampa Bay when they won theirs. But you, you look at this roster, you look at this entire group, and it goes not just the players, but the coaching staff as well. This coaching staff has been intact for years for the most part. Don't get me wrong, there are some positional coaches that change from time to time. But generally speaking, you look at the offensive coordinators, you look at you know, the bigger positional coaches. Andy Heck has been here forever, and I do think that that is a big reason why this Kansas City offensive line has been as good as they have this season and over the past several seasons. Uh, you know, Andy Reid's been here, Steve Spagnolo, and now you have Matt Nagy. Yeah, you lost Eric Bieniemy, but you're in a situation where you bring somebody in that already has been in the system, that already knows Patrick, that Patrick knows very well, and they're all playing together. They're all getting everybody ready and getting them going down the right direction. Yeah, may might even be a perfect time for a uh, you know a one day contract for Eric Bieniemy to be here for Sunday. We'll <laughs> we'll see. Um, I don't think he has anything else to do right now except maybe look for a job. So hey, kudos to him. Now that comes to to the main aspect of what needs to go forward. Now is, is as I hinted in in the top, game plans in. It's about tweaking yep. it. It's about making sure that your body's correct. It's about making sure that you can deal with the the hectic nature that starts tomorrow night. Media night is always a circus and make sure that you're rested, that you're recovering, that you're getting treatment, that you're getting nutrition. I think that's probably the, the unwritten part that is the deepest portion of preparation for a Super Bowl is making sure that you can be anywhere close to a semblance of normality amidst all the chaos. And you're going to have to. And that's one of the biggest things, like I said, and I think that plays right into Kansas City's hands with all the experiences they've had across the entire team. It's not just the coaches or the players the front office staff, everybody that helps them get ready for the games, the doctors, everybody that's there has been in this situation for the most part over the past four years. They know exactly what they're getting themselves into, and they're in a situation where they know that they can thrive. So this is a fantastic spot for the Chiefs to be in. And the best thing about this is Kansas City is not talking about, uh, you know, past things and Super Bowls that have happened that have, you know, caused them issues where, if you look at the 49ers, they're starting to talk about things that have happened or that for, that happened four years ago and that they believe are, is going on right now. To me, that's a team that's distracted from the moment. And you live in the moment. You live it exactly how you play the game. 
And that's not going to be a good situation for the 49ers, in my opinion. Yeah. The Niners have been wasting time, um, even today, packing baggage onto their plane. Well, their jet's a little loaded down. The Chiefs are getting a brand new jet back right now. Who's back and what's the injury situation coming up next? And I want to tell you about our friends over at DoorDash. You absolutely need to go check out DoorDash. This is a fantastic way to get you ready for your Super Bowl party. Go through a bunch of the stuff that you're going to need for in your cart. Go ch get chips, get dip, get anything that you want to get delivered to your house. And it can be delivered by DoorDash. It gets you ready for the big game. You can be perfectly ready for Sunday when it shows up. And Kansas City is getting ready to play. One less thing you have to worry about. Order pizza, wings, soda, burgers, or even just buns on DoorDash and get it all delivered without missing the game. Get prepared before game day, stock up on your favorite appetizers, and order all your tailgate gear on DoorDash. Then get ready to watch your team win. That's 50%. You can get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23, subject to change, terms do apply, that's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23, subject to change, terms apply. And after you go and get your DoorDash delivered, you probably have a passion for your drive and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is that it keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and much, much more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for, and with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Ride or die is what they're doing with one in particular as a guy comes back to the roster. Right now, maybe the epitome of getting uh, in game time. We appreciate you guys being with us. We do that here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. And every single day, we wait to hear who's been updated. The big update right now is that the window is now open for Jet McKinnon to try to return. I can't tell you the medical prognosis because we don't know the specifics. It was a hernia surgery. There's a fracture of something. Yep. in and around the body that I'm not going to get specific about because I've heard conflicting reports. But the bottom line is Jet went out just as, as we were hoping to see this offense kind of surge. It has. And that's been without him being the X factor that he showed at times, especially in the second half of the season, was really critical. So while we're going to talk about some other guys coming up in a second that maybe are a little bit more of a mirage, this looks like it has legs and what does Jet McKinnon do? Should he be able to fully return? What does that do for the offense? It does a lot for the offense. He is by far your best pass blocker when it comes to running backs. Don't get me wrong, Pacheco's done fantastic. Uh, but the bigger thing for me is this would give Pacheco a chance to uh, be more, uh, I guess, less winded, you know, playing every single down because that's basically what he's been doing this entire postseason ever since Jet went out. Uh, he's been playing just about every single down. Uh, if he is not a guy that has to be in there on third downs, I think that actually benefits him 
uh, with his running style. Don't get me wrong. I think he can be in there, and I think they'll use him some on thirds. But if you can get Jet in there and you can use him as a, as a pass protector or you use him in a situation where he's running routes on the outside, that gives Patrick another option that you know he loves to throw the ball to. And he is good enough to do whatever you need him to do. And he is by far a very selfless player. Go back to last year's Super Bowl and watch. Church mode is all Jet McKinnon. He, all he wanted was the ring. He didn't care about getting the touchdown. He wanted the ring, and he got himself a ring. And that's the kind of player that you want, and, and you're really yep. happy if you can get him back. That's a huge huge question mark and, and a bit of a mirage. Is Joe Tooney not ruled out of this game? Long shot, in my opinion, to be able to get back. But I don't know. He looked pretty good drinking a beer at Kansas basketball, <laughs> so... I don't know. His arm looked like it's pretty dang mobile, but run it down because for me, this is this is more than McKinnon's return in terms of uh, expanding what the passing game in particular can do. This is foundational, and if Joe is ready to go and and taking the championship game for the conference off allows him to get back, I think that is such a turning point for this offense. I think it could be the difference between ten, maybe fourteen points in this ball game. Man, it could be huge. If Tooney is able to go, I think that's that's absolutely enormous for this Chiefs offensive line. And the big question I have is, is he going to have the functional strength? Because that's what it's really all about. He can play through it. He's tough. We understand that. That is not a question mark in my mind. My question is, is does he have the functional strength to be able to handle that role? And it would be, from what we've heard about it, it would be almost miraculous for him to play. Uh, because it does sound like some people think he tore it all the way through, which if that's the case, that's usually something where you have surgery and you're out months, not just weeks. So in this scenario, uh, if he plays, it's fantastic for the Chiefs as long as he has functional strength. If he doesn't, then play Allegretti. And I know it's a downgrade, but it's going to be a downgrade no matter who you put in there because Joe Tooney is an all-pro. You're not going to replace him easily this time of year. So Put Allegretti in there. Allegretti showed that he could play, and he knows exactly what's going on in this offense. Uh, it makes you a little bit thinner if somebody else was to go down, and that could be a problem. But to me, I think this is a situation where if Tooney doesn't have the functional strength, don't put him in a situation where it's going to be bad for him, not just because of you know a, a further injury or, or if, he is, if it isn't fully torn, but also just because of the fact that you have this game day situation where you have to figure out how many players you're going to have active. If you activate Tooney and he can't go after the first series, you could be really light on offensive linemen the rest of the game, and that could be a huge issue. Hear me out. Just hear me out. I'm going to put on my hat here, and I don't know if it's tinfoil or the sorting hat at Hogwarts, but there's a little bit of magic going on here. What if you make him active and he's the sixth offensive lineman? What if he just has to crash down on defensive end to seal an edge? What if he doesn't have to use as much functional strength, particularly on his left-hand side? What if you approach it that way? Can he be an X-factor, particularly in the run game against the edges on the San Francisco team? I think it's worth investigating. Yeah, no, that could be a lot of fun to see him come in and, and play that role. I do, I do think that he is he's played left tackle for the chiefs. Like they put him out there in a situation where he could do that type of work. So he has the footwork to be able to do it. He has the knowledge base to be able to do it. And that would give them a wrinkle that the 49ers are not going to be ready for. So 
is it possible they go that direction? Yeah, it's possible to go that way. If he's able to do that, great. I'm not, I have no problem with it. My only fear is, is if he isn't going to have the functional strength to be able to do what you need him to do, having him active, active takes another offensive lineman off the roster for the game, and that could be something that they're not really going to want to deal with. So we'll see how, what happens this week. I, I agree. And, and when you take a look at the offensive line as a unit, as you said, you have to make sure that you can provide enough of that unit as much strength as you can sustain through four quarters. I, I completely agree with you. The question is, who's better off in that situation? Is it Kansas City or is it San Francisco? Coming up next here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, we're going to give you the tail of the tape. Unit by unit, down these two rosters, who has the advantage? Coming up next. This is a super, super exciting time. Happy Super Bowl week. I hope you guys are excited. You can celebrate. FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about the scoring and having that, that center seat so I can take my notes and see the game, enjoy it a little bit, but still do my work. Uh, it is about the game and the back and forth and the pageantry of what happens after kickoff. Yes, there's everything else that goes into it aside from that. You're going to enjoy the commercials and hopefully the, the food's good. I know mine always is. Shout out to Mrs. RGR. FanDuel is going to help you enjoy that and have a good time as well because so many of ways for this season uh, can end with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet the Super Bowl uh, 58 right now, you can also do side bets. Which players score the first touchdown or the last touchdown or the most touchdowns? How many points total will be scored? And tons, tons more. There's parlays. There's everything else that you want to get into. and You can find it super easy at FanDuel. So new customers, you in particular, can join today and get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. That's it. Just put a $5 bet down. If it wins, you get $200 back in bonus bets. You're going to dig it at FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Okay, this is going to be the rundown time. We're going we're gonna to go through step-by-step, step, much like we do on the Lockdown Sports Today feed. It's 24-7. You can go get subbed right now and see a variety of shows from all of our networks, all of our major coverage, all in one place, 24-7. Join Lockdown Sports Today. I think you guys are going to dig it here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Tail the tape is the way that I like to put this. Everybody calls it a little bit something different, but I think we need to go down unit by unit and compare. <clears throat> and I think quarterbacks obviously fairly simple i don't think either of us would give the nod to the san francisco 49ers no offense uh purdy and uh, mr irrelevant has come a very long way and kudos to him but that's not a question right no i don't think anybody would question that at this point and if they do they're they're they've got their 49ers colored glasses on or some <laughs> other team like a josh allen or or uh joe burrow-esque type team or lamar jackson something like that but uh Mahomes is way better than Purdy, and I don't think there's any question. He's the best player in the world, period. Yeah, I mean, yeah, let's be real about it. And not as much of a landslide, but I think fairly distinctly in the opposite direction. I think you have to give the nod in the running back position to Christian McCaffrey over Isaiah Pacheco, yep. as much as I love what he does, as well as the compliments that they have backups. I think it is the primary runners that you want to look at. The Niners have the advantage there, let's be real. They do, and I think that that's a big thing. I think that you look at the running game, and that's one of the things that makes Purdy's job a little bit easier is they have a great running back in Christian McCaffrey. Don't forget, though, Kansas City played them against uh, last year when 
Christian McCaffrey came back over to San Francisco in the first game he played for them. They played against the Chiefs, and the Chiefs did really well against McCaffrey and the 49ers that week. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, we move to the next position, one that's been giving us a lot of angst. It is the wide receivers. It is Rasheed Rice and MVS and Justin Watson, probably likely the starting trio in this ballgame. Yep. And then it's question mark and question mark and question mark, whereas you're facing Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Jawan Jennings. Those are the top four uh, pass catchers that aren't named Christian McCaffrey. After that, it's pretty slick and it's pretty dumbed down in terms of target share. Those are the big four. This has to go, in my opinion, to the Niners as well. Yeah, no, I do think it goes to the Niners. And it really just comes down to Brandon Ayuk and uh, Debo Samuel for me. I mean, you look at those two guys, I think that both of those two guys are probably better than anybody that the Chiefs have on the roster at the wide receiver position. I love Rasheed Rice, but he's not at their level yet. Just to throw out a little asterisk for you folks, I know that you're waiting for this. Yes. The fullback has been targeted 18 times. Shout out to Kyle Juszczyk. Going to be a factor in this game. I'm just saying. I don't know how. No, he will be. But him and old friend Chris Conley also been coming on a little bit as he's had to play in relief of Debo Samuel, who we're going to have more on later in the week as we go through our preparations for this game uh, in terms of his health as well. So that rounds out here. Tight end, I think, is the most intriguing. You're not going to catch me telling you that Travis Kelsey is losing out to anybody but this is about as tight as it could be, in my opinion. Chiefs by a hair. Yeah, uh, not if you look at the playoff numbers. Uh, and I'm not even talking about the per. I'm not even talking about number of, you know, total receiving yards. If you look at Travis Kelsey, he has 19 touchdowns compared to Kittle's two. Kittle's played in 11 games in the playoffs. Travis Kelsey's played in 21. Uh, it's not close. And Kelsey doubles him in yardage. And I'm not talking total yards i'm talking about yards per game kittle's around 40 kelsey's around 85 or 86 so to me it's not even close it's not even close when you start looking about playoffs and his effectiveness uh yeah george kittle can do great blocking congratulations kelsey can block too but to me kelsey is much as a much bigger thing in this game than kittle will be i i I can get down with that. And that brings us to the big question mark. Much as we talked about Joe Tooney last segment, um, he is the question mark. At full strength, I would give the Chiefs a slight edge in offensive line versus offensive line. Without him, I would say the Niners pull ahead just by a touch. Yeah, and uh, even if Tooney plays, I still think they're ahead by a touch because he's not going to be 100%. Uh, he's going to be, you know, what, 70% at best, maybe even less than that. Uh, so to me, it's... The Niners just by a little bit because they have great tackles. Uh, Trent Williams is the be- is one of the best left tackles in the game. That is going to be a huge matchup, whoever is going to be going up against him. Uh, but the reality is, is that, yeah, the offensive line for the Niners is good, but I don't think it's just going to come down to the Niners. They have to be ready for whatever Spags is going to send at them, and I do think that that's going to be something that, that the Chiefs can take advantage of. Yeah, I agree. When you flip it to the trench on the other side, obviously the loss of Charles Amenehu here is, is troublesome. Nearly as much when you're facing Christian McCaffrey run game is Derek Nottie's presence versus the run. This, with Nick Bosa, Hargrave, Armstead, uh, again, with the injury situation, I would have had the Chiefs without the injuries slightly ahead. Now I have them behind in this category as well. 
I don't know that I would have had them ahead, but I understand where you're coming from. I, I do think that the Niners have the best defensive line uh, in this game. Now, whether or not that's actually going to mean something is going to be a question for how does Patrick Mahomes handle that? Because he has been fantastic identifying where blitzes are coming from and taking care of protection before the snap. So uh, you saw what the Ravens were able to do. They got to him a couple times. I don't know that that's really going to be the the issue with the 49ers. I do think that he's going to know what's coming and he's going to be on top of it. I agree. I agree. When you get to the second level of the defense, the San Francisco 49ers clearly have the best linebacker in this ballgame in Fred Warner, and that's not a slight to Nick Bolton or Drew Tranquil or Willie Gay or Leo Chanel. But I would argue that Drake Greenlaw is on par with Nick Bolton, Andrew Tranquil, and possibly Willie Gay. And having three of them to his one, I would say overall – as three to four linebackers on the field, depending on how you're deploying them. I think overall depth wise, the chiefs have the edge here. It's hard to argue that. I think if you look at the chiefs depth and the way they've been able to do things on defense and uh, it does look like they're going to have Willie Gay back. We didn't talk about earlier, but he did not have a injury designation for the game. So that is their simulated practice or what they thought was going to be ready for the super bowl. He did not have a designation at all. He should be ready to go uh, another week of recovery for that neck is only going to help him. So I think that that's a great situation for them. Uh, and I have to agree. I think that they have the best linebacker group in this game. And that brings us to the all-stars. I think certainly in Kansas city, but a good group here, um, all pros in Trent McDuffie on one side and Traverius Ward, old friend Traverius Ward on the other side, <clears throat> a good group of coverage in San Francisco, but I think top to bottom, especially as five DBs, I give this edge to Kansas City. I give it to Kansas City. I don't think it's close. I, I I respect San Francisco. I think that they have a good defense, but I don't think that this is close when you look at the secondaries up against each other. I think Kansas City is going to have uh, plans for that secondary for the 49ers, and I think that they're going to be able to attack and take advantage, uh, whereas I think that you're going to be seeing a situation where I'm not going to say that Snead is going to shut down whoever he's on, uh, I am going to be curious to see if they match him up one-on-one -on -one with somebody all game long uh, and, and who they choose to, to match him up against. But I do think that this secondary is special, and I think it's the best in the – they're the best in the conference, and I think they may be the best in the NFL with the way they played this season. And it's not just Legereus Need and Trent McDuffie. It's also Mike Edwards has been very timely on the back end. Justin Reed has been playing fantastic – if you go back and watch the playoffs and, and look at what he's been able to do, he had a run stuff coming from 10 yards deep, but he stuffed it at the line of scrimmage. I mean, the guy is on it with the, with the game field. He knew it was coming. And then you start looking at the other corners that they have in Joshua Williams and, uh, you know, Jalen Watson. I think both of those guys have had big games moments for them. And Williams has been playing really well in the playoffs as well. I'm really interested to see the matchups and I, have a philosophical probably disagreement with you that we're going to address tomorrow, folks. We're going to run down the defensive side of the ball for the Kansas City Chiefs on Tuesday's show. Don't miss that. Will Legereus need travel, and who will he travel with? I think yes, and I'm going to tell you who with tomorrow. Make sure that you like, sub, and hit the bell here on YouTube, and you join us on Spotify and on Apple and all the audio platforms because we're free every day, everywhere, all the time, five days a week, plus more that you can get on the chat line at 816-357-8781. So make sure you check that out. Go get subbed over at Chiefs Corner. It's on Substack. Go get subbed to NFL 33. You can go to NFL33.com or go to the Substack, whichever you prefer, 
and check out RGR Football as well. Get all the information because there's no bigger game than right now as we get ready. Man, Derek will be with us on Wednesday. We'll talk to the four. Old Crocs going to be around on Thursday. Make sure you check us out there. And then Friday, we will get you ready for the penultimate game of this season. San Francisco 49ers against your Kansas City Chiefs. Our Friday pregame, along with predictions, is coming at you. Don't miss a show. We appreciate you being with us today. Thanks for spending your time and getting subbed on all the platforms. Enjoy the Locked On Sports Today feed because that's coming at you next. We hope that you are with us and getting ready for that Super Bowl. Have a good one, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.